0: Well, welcome to the Power Talk Podcast with Reverend Matthew DeLeon and Pastor Paul Chicago. You're listening to part one of today's podcast, and we pray that you enjoy this podcast. Take it to heart and know that these things that we say and we talk about are to enlighten, to, to help, to encourage, but most importantly, for your growth. So enjoy this podcast. All right. Well, welcome to the Power Talk Podcast. With Pastor Paul Chicoto, what's up? Hey, hey, hey! And our very own Matthew, Reverend Matthew DeLeon, what's up? <laughs> we need to record that and just play that. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> oh, I love it, Pastor. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I love, You know what? Laughter is good during Laughter this season. I'm telling you, Pastor. I agree with you. I mean, I mean, this is going to segue to our our, our topic here, California. Yeah. California, Pastor. Yeah, come on. I mean, we're seeing a lot.
1: Yeah. We're, we're hearing a lot. Yes.
0: Um a lot of things are going wrong right now, pastor yeah, a lot of things that can bring absolute fear into yeah. people's lives yeah uh it can torment them thinking some of their it some it could be stock, it could be their family, it could be their business, yes, tanking yeah right now, yeah. morally, we are tanking as a you know just more immorality, yeah. not, not even including the church yet, just on a moral issues we're okay. tanking you mentioned earlier in our staff meeting mm-hmm. what's filtering into our schools right now, yeah. You want to talk a little bit just a little brief about what's been going on with the school? Yeah, there's
1: actually, you know, uh, some of the things that are going on in schools that 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 they're promoting books Mm -hmm. that actually, um, how can I say, promote uh, lifestyles. different type of sexual lifestyles you know uh, different types of sexuality Mm -hmm. um and they're teaching and it's two grade school kids it's like they're not even ready for their they're not even at their puberty stage where they're you know they're feeling those emotions of sexual desire or whatever you want to say exactly. however you want to claim but the point is they're not even at the age where they're all you know um, mature enough physically exactly. to really experience that yet but yet they're acting as if it's okay to teach these things yeah and so it's infiltrating our school systems right now uh it's in our libraries They're mandating or they're not necessarily mandating, but they're allowing, you know, um, transgender and homosexuality Mm. within uh, our school libraries to be able to have book readings. Yeah. Uh, But yet you can't allow Christianity to be taught in it. Yeah. Um, so we're seeing a lot of perversion and debauchery, a lot of filth. Oh and so what's happening is, is it's extremely hard because it creates a lot of pressure for the church. Yes. And so what it does is it dumbs down the senses a lot of times of people. Right. Sometimes it's not even the church, but even those who just have a good moral uh you know belief or yeah, value system exactly it even dumbs in dim, dim down to some degree because at some point you you're being taught constantly to be tolerant i'll
0: get ready to accepted, say that accept i ready to say that right
1: now you know things of that nature
0: i mean pastor is it okay for christians to buckle down at this bullying of of um in our school system with our kids do we buckle at this
1: no I, I I don't know if you necessarily have to be on the front steps of, of the you know, of your local mayor's office or, or, uh, districts or school districts uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't either mm-hmm. if the, because that's what the freedom is of being an American citizen okay. as long as you're not there to hurt nobody physically mm-hmm. you know you're there to to stand up for what's righteous mm-hmm. um, but on the other hand, what we have to understand as a church, and we've brought this up a few times, so I don't want to go too deep into it, yeah. but yeah. prayer is the essential thing and the key for the church to be able to see things come back, yeah. be restored, yeah. you know, get back to the, the values that we used to believe in by a church that's holy, mm-hmm. that's seeking a holy God.
0: And you're right. Prayer is the unsung hero in the body of Christ. It's not done enough. Right. It's not looked at as, it's not honored enough prayer. Right. I mean, because we look at these situations, I know I do, Pastor, and e- we can easily dismiss that God's hand is involved at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. God can't do this. This is just too much for God. This yeah. is too big for God. This is too unholy for God. And we can lose hope.
1: Yeah. We can
0: get in despair. You talked about this in our staff meeting. I'll be, yeah. be transparent here, not to get discouraged. Yeah. And that can hit people right between the eyes, Pastor. Yeah. All of a sudden, they lose hope in God. Yeah. And they kind of give in to the bullying of what's going on, not just in the school system, politically. Yeah. You know, they're hitting hard. The enemy is hitting hard.
1: And it's true. And and most of us know that God can do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yes. It's
1: just that a lot of times we don't feel like it it doesn't look as if we're seeing him do it. That's it. it, That's it. And so it it. gets a little discouraging because it feels like that our fight is harder than God's fight. And if you when we get to that place where it's like, God, how come I'm fighting harder for this, you know, the sanctity of our children than you are? Yes. Well, that's not necessarily true. But remember, there's a lot of things that has to take place in order for that to happen. We see this in Exodus where the Lord had told the people of Israel, Mm -hmm. he told them, look. He says, as we move you through this thing from mm-hmm. from Egypt into the land of flowing with mm-hmm. milk and honey, he goes, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take care of the Canaanites. I'm going to take care of the Jebusites. I'm going to take good. care of the Hittites. I'm going to ta- He goes through the list of people that are in the land okay. that are evil people okay. that don't believe in the ways of God. And he says, I'm going to get rid of them. And he says, I'm going to basically force them out. And he goes, when I do, he goes, but it'll still take time to do it. Mm-hmm. And he shares with them. Here's, it's gonna take time. It's yeah. not gonna happen overnight. Yeah. And we've got to understand as a church, we can't give up just because we don't feel like that there's anything happening. No.
0: Exactly.
1: Take the little win. Yeah. Because eventually the little win will become a big victory. Mm. And that's what the Lord's telling the people mm. of Israel. He says, look, there's going to be a lot of little wins, mm. but don't be discouraged because you don't see the big victory yet. That's good. That's and good. I think that that's the way our life is serving the Lord is that mm. sometimes it seems to be taking forever. Right. Yeah, but look at where God's got you today as opposed to yesterday.
0: And you're right. Your little wins are your jobs. Your yeah. little wins are your kids are healthy. Yes. Your little wins, you have a nice running car. Yes. Your finances are up to par.
1: Right. Yes. I mean. And you've got somebody somebody else that you know got saved the neighbor oh, you have you know? a good you have a good
0: church you yeah, have yeah. a good
1: church yes so there's a lot of little wins mm-hmm. that attribute to that larger victory in the future okay but we've got to continue yeah. to press forward and then in the process of us remaining steadfast in that okay. we're hoping to pull in other Christians that will say I'm going to get in there and start praying with you I'm going to get in there and start raising right. my family in the yeah. ways of righteousness yeah. I'm going to be faithful to going to church Come you on, know yes, things and like you're, that and
0: you're Right, because the scripture says those who endure to the end, they shall be
1: saved. They will be saved. And so, you know, don't, don't worry about all the little things that you do see that seem mm-hmm. to be so discouraging. Mm-hmm. Really gravitate to the little winds mm-hmm. because honestly, Satan wants us to get focused on what's not happening rather than what has happened
0: there you can preach for hours on that one, Big Pastor. It, that is threaded from Genesis yep. all the way to the Revelations. What you just said right there is a
1: mouthful. It's the truth. You know, if sometimes the only thing that you have to hold to, that's why it says what sort of things are lovely, what sort of things are pure, there you go. what sort of things are good report, think there on these things. That's pastor. And the reason why that's important is because it's the only way you're going to find any wins in this mm-hmm. world in the day and time that we live in. Because right. it is so evil and dark. And because of that, God's trying to help us to say, trying to help us understand understand. understand i'm still with you right even through it all even though it was a it's a dark moment it's a dark time yeah look i'm taking care of i'm putting food on your table still
0: yeah
1: i've put you know you putting gas in your car Mm -hmm. better yet you're gonna get to go on a vacation still you you got a nice home with a with a covering over you got a you you've got a family that loves jesus now some Christians may be listening and saying, well, I don't got none of that. Well, maybe it's time for you to just put your total faith in God and go. start counting up the little wins that you do get.
0: Exactly. The scripture says, if you're faithful with little, he will
1: make you rule over much. Right. It's, it's, it's the idea that it's the small things that attribute to the big thing in the end. You know, that's why he says he who is least in the, in the, in this world will be greatest in the kingdom of God. So it's the least of these things that seems so unimportant to us. God's looking at saying now, but you stayed steadfast. Mm -hmm. That may be a small thing to everybody else, but that's a big thing to me.
0: You're right. If you're in a one bedroom. You only have a bike as a mode of transportation. And you have a so, Bible yeah. in the corner? There it is. Pray and read. There it is. You're you right. got it. You got a little win right there. Exactly. You started that place. You started in that place, single, you know, yeah. by yourself in a small thing, you know, and not having the best of vehicles. Same with me. Yeah. But now you look at us now years later.
1: Yeah. Because wow. we remain steadfast That's in it. it. That's it. And so we're not gonna get rid of all the evil. And but what'll happen is if we remain steadfast, mm-hmm. we will not only just see wins in time, you mm-hmm our own personal life, what you're gonna see is that is people other people see your life right. and see where you have been and where you've where you've come from mm. and where you are today. Yeah what'll happen is, is you'll you'll pull them in. Mm. And when they get pulled in it grows. Yeah. This is why the body of Christ doesn't grow is because we don't we usually give up mm-hmm. instead of give something to people for people to see right so stay steadfast what will happen is it's going to eventually come down to we're going to see um uh outpourings
0: Okay. Okay. So outpourings will come. This again. I want to highlight something. Again, we're not trying to ignore what's going on, right, Pastor? Not
1: at all. It's it's a reality. We can't we can't deny that it's not happening, and we can't certainly avoid it. Right. It's
0: everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. But now you're talking about what God wants to do, even in dark times like this.
1: Yes. That's exactly right. You mentioned outpouring. I'm sorry. Yes. And so as we start pulling in more people because you've remained steadfast for years, somebody else comes in and says, I want to learn to walk that walk. I want to learn to talk that talk. I want to learn to think the way you think. Mm -hmm. I want to learn to respond and act the way you do. Well what happens is is now we pull people back into the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We pull Christians that have been weak for years and now they become stronger. Mm -hmm. Now the outpouring of God, the Holy Spirit can move. Now all of a sudden the land becomes healed. then we start seeing revival come on so things can change again but you've got to remain steadfast and not worry about what you don't see Mm -hmm. be grateful for what you have had for what you have received wow be grateful for it
0: you know it's funny i mentioned just a moment ago being in uh the world being in darkness, yeah. But our people being in darkness, but not going to the Word yeah. by not listening to podcasts like this or going to a church right. that's spirit filled. Right, they can look at this pastor. People, just anybody, any bystander can look at it. Even Christians can look what's going on and just feel stuck. Yeah. But you mentioned this. I love when you said this. God was talking with Moses. God was showing him what to do against the the and the Presuites and all them. Right. All them, yeah. yeah. All, you, all the, the heights.
1: heights and the shoe heights. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but like, you may mention earlier is that he told him when to rest and when to and when to war against right. them. But they had a relationship with the Lord to hear that voice.
1: Yes. That's why I say the, the people that are doing the best in this world are the people that have the greatest faith in God. Mm. plain and simple and mm. i want my faith to grow so much that the world means uh, nothing yes and, and understand we are affected by the world in the natural yes absolutely. you know if the government's messing up it could affect your job it yeah. could affect your pay yeah but if you live in the supernatural realm mm-hmm. god will make sure that you he had, that all your needs are met
0: you know, can, I, can I quote Go something of this book, Pastor? It's called yes. My Experience in the Glory by Doug Shetty. Mm-hmm. He says, The scripture that makes reference to Jesus having great faith, you won't find it. Because faith was not the goal. Relationship with the Father was the goal. That's right. The miracles flowed out of him because of the great love of God that Christ had in him, Yes, like Abraham.
1: You see, my faith is a result of my relationship. But most people, it's not. That's it. Their relationship is the result of their faith. Yeah, come on. So, this is why they don't have great relationships with the Lord because they don't have great faith. Come on, Pastor. And so, it's hard to have great faith unless the relationship is first. Mm. Most people that have very okay. low level faith have very little relationship. Okay, this is this is so good. This is deep. Okay, so a lot of times we do this backwards. Okay. So, they put a lot of faith into God. Oh, I believe God's going to do it. I'm going to believe God's do it. Yeah, but you don't have a relationship with Him. So, your faith at some point is going to dwindle. Mm hmm. But now if you go develop a relationship in him there it is. and you care more about your relationship than any other aspect of your spiritual walk,
0: mm-hmm.
1: now your faith will grow because now you see how great he really is. Come on, Pastor. Your faith should be the result of how great he is to you, how much you've learned to hear from him, how much you've learned to talk with him and share with him. And he's yeah. beginning to share back with you. Mm-hmm. That's why my faith is great. Mm-hmm. It's not because I just had great faith. Yeah. It's because I know him. There's it. And okay. so the relationship should be priority, and that will help you grow your faith. That's a mouthful. Your relationship with the Lord has to be priority. It has to be priority, even above faith. Faith, faith doesn't mean anything. That's why it says, "If I have the faith to move all mountains," he says, "But I have not love." Remember, what is God? Love, love. The Bible says that God is love, right? And that love comes in many, in 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 multiple different forms in the yes. Spirit. Yes. It's agape love, which means a love feast. That means that there's that love not only just hates sin Mm -hmm. and anyone and anything that would be opposed to that love would be a person who loves sin. Mm. So God hates sin because he has that love, but it's also a direct line of relationship that if you don't have agape, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can never really know what true love is because Mm. true agape is not equated always with an emotion like human love is. Mm -hmm. So that means if God asks you to do something Mm -hmm. that you normally would say no to, Mm -hmm. you do it anyway because Mm -hmm. you have agape. And love compels you to obey. It compels you to obey. So, that kind of love is the requirement is obedience to his commands so that kind of love is a relational love it's not human love it's relational love it means i'm because i'm in such a great relationship because of that deep love with god i hate sin because of that deep relationship i'll be obedient because of that deep relationship i'll follow his commands you see it's it's a love that's completely different than human love right
0: right and, and going back to what we're talking about this dark times almost seems like it's nothing because you're so close to the Lord.
1: Yes. So develop your relationship, faith will grow. People like to do it different. They tr- they work on their faith, but they don't work on they don't develop their relationship. That's good. So they lack. So when they go to pray, a lot of times miracles don't happen. Right. Well, it's because they don't really know the one that they're praying to. Right. And I'm not saying that they don't know who he is. They don't know him personally. Mm. Look, I know a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I know who President Biden is. Right. I don't know him, though. He's right. not a friend of mine. Right. Right. Uh, I I know who Billy Graham is, but mm-hmm. I don't. He's not a friend of mine. Right. I don't know him personally enough to say, hey, I know what he likes to eat. Mm-hmm. I know how he thinks. Mm-hmm. I know how he feels about. You know, you, only people that have access. inside access to him mm-hmm. know that because right. that's a re, they have an, an intimate relationship mm-hmm. with that individual, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Billy Graham or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You will never have access to the faith that you need mm. to get the answers that you are in need of. I mean, yeah, if you don't have a relationship because relationship gives you access mm-hmm. through faith mm. to the things that you need. That's where the hope comes from. Wow. Faith is a substance of things hope hoped for. for. It all comes through that relationship of knowing who God is and knowing God. Amen. And the Bible says
0: that hope does not disappoint. So you'll never be disappointed in God when you have that, when you start establishing and growing that relationship right. with him, like you're talking about, exactly. Pastor. Exactly. When I came across that in that book, Pastor, that really yeah. ministered to me. That really, really touched good. me. when you start expounding on it even more so, yes. and I believe a lot of our hearers have never heard that before. This is brand new to a lot of hearers right now, what you just said.
1: Yes, because we are living in a time, this is why I love this book by my good friend here, Doug Shetty. With it, we've forgotten what it means to even experience moves of god and we see this in the church because a lot of times people will come into the church we talked about this and stuff today by the way yeah. um a lot of people come into the church and they feel the spirit mm-hmm. they get touched by the spirit they get moved by the spirit mm-hmm. but because they're not really sure what it is because they haven't really experienced that before yeah, yeah it may feel good right but they're also conflicted and when you're conflicted, it's because they have so much of the world. The conflict is like, is this God? Is right. this man? Is, there's a war going is, on their mind, right? Right, there's a war in the flesh. And so the emotions are stirred up, but they're not sure what it is. And so their brain is constantly telling them, I don't know if this is right, but yet I feel good. I don't know if this is really of God because I don't think that's the way God works. Right. But how come I feel good? Right. How come it feels right, even though I don't think it's right? Mm. You see, there's this constant conflict that creates questions. Mm -hmm. and when there's questioning that means they don't really know him yet Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because if i'm in a place where i feel the presence of god and it feels right Mm -hmm. because i have a relationship i know instantly that's God's presence. Ooh, this feels right. What? This, oh, I'm experiencing a move. And I want more of it. Yeah. Whereas the people that come into church today, because they, they're they so deficient in it, mm-hmm. they don't have a clue what that means. They don't have a clue what, if they're even, if, if what they're experiencing is truly legitimate. Wow. In fact, sometimes they'll even walk back out and say, I don't think that was of God. I think that was of right. the devil. Right. First of all, the devil will never make you feel good. Hey, that, come on. Okay. He, his job is torment. Exactly. He hates you. He right. doesn't want you to experience the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. So when you feel something contrary to God's spirit, Mm. like goodness, Mm -hmm. love, joy, peace, it's not a, it's, it's, then it's of the devil.
0: In all honesty, what you're saying, or the spirit of God's moving in like our church did this past weekend. So we have some new guests Mm -hmm. that testify of this, Mm -hmm. them feeling that feeling the presence of God and by that they're being emotional and so forth. It was bearing witness with their spirit. Yeah, you know it was bearing witness. Yes, but the conflict, the warning is like you say, it was more flesh in their in their aspect than it was spirit.
1: Yes, because the conflict will come when. Now and, and Well, here's the conflict. Mm-hmm. They're going to walk away, and they the, they might hear other people. Mm-hmm. They might hear that inner voice because of what they've been trained to hear. That's it. I was thinking the same thing. You know, the, from what they've been taught already. Yes. So there's going to be a, several voices that are going to pop up, and they're going to ask, well, maybe that wasn't. A, and it's going to cause them to say, well, maybe that wasn't Big God. Question. They're going to question. And instead of coming back to find out if that realization was truly of God, right. they just won't come back at all. And this is why people that visit churches that are anointed, that have the presence in the spirit of the Lord, a lot of times they're not coming back. Right. So it, we've kind of gone the long way around. I think we've kind of left it because this has been so good. I'm not saying it's wrong. But but this is what we're seeing in the world because we're experiencing Thank the you. world so much Thank you. that we totally know. What the world feels like. Right. And we hear all the voices in the world and there's even conflicting messages. Some of it sounds good. Yes. Some of it sounds right. Yes. Others of it, we know it's not good. And others of it, we're not sure. Okay. Let's
0: touch on this real quick. You got me thinking here. There's there's not very many Moses out there sharing with them what God is saying. Right. You love sharing what God tells you. Yes. You love it. How many other pastors are doing the same thing are getting in that, if you will? I'm only saying this yeah, for one reason. I'm, I'm only saying this for one reason. Because we're seeing so less of Spirit-filled people right now. Yeah. Which tells me there's not very, very many Spirit-filled churches out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Am, yeah. Can I be wrong? And say, is my, am my wrong saying that? No, say no,
1: that? it's true. It's very true. And and we see that just simply because we don't hear miracles and that's, hear the it, prophetic word. That's the measure, right? That's it, the measure. It, yeah, that's the measure because that was what Mark chapter 16, the body of Christ should be going out there doing is going out into all the world and preach the gospel. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's on them. Mm-hmm. See this in Acts chapter 2. When the Holy Spirit came upon all those people, 5,000 were added to the number that day. 8,000 were added. All of a sudden there was 8,000. And then so the, the number got added to because yeah. they were becoming spirit filled. Come on, Pastor. And the Holy Spirit was being allowed to come into their life. Yes. And it was changing them so dramatically they wanted to go share it with others.
0: Interesting. And and so know, we don't see that. And you know it's funny? Jesus in Acts chapter 1 says, wait for the gift. Yeah. The Holy Spirit was equated to a gift. Yeah. And, well, and, and this gift's not
1: welcome no more. Well, and here's why it was a gift. Because it was something that you have to wait for. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus said. Think about it. Christmas comes you wait. once a year and you're going to wait till the next Christmas. You don't get Christmas every day of the year. Yeah. You get it one time a year. Right. No matter, you know, maybe you'll get things that you like during the middle of the year maybe because of a birthday or just somebody wanted to be kind and yeah. generous or whatever. But but for the most part those specific gifts as a child only come once a year mm-hmm. and you're expecting that to show up under the tree but you got mm-hmm. to wait for it mm. in other words you don't just get it anytime you want you get mm. it when it's given mm. okay yeah it's good. so the lord's like this is why we celebrate christmas mm-hmm. it wasn't just what jesus uh it did what did by being born mm-hmm. it was what jesus did after he left mm. and that he sent us a gift yeah in place of him that's right he said that uh-huh he says i have to go but he goes oh, but i'm but i'm going to send you my gift i'm going to send you my spirit my yeah. holy spirit yeah. so he says so i've got to go so i can give you my gift if i don't yeah. go i can't give you my gift
0: yeah i love he says too pastor he goes he won't be with you he'll be in you
1: yes and he'll be in you always, so the this is why the church has fa- failed in so many ways, and and yeah, and again, yeah. it's so easy to point the finger because I'm a church too, and I'm a pastor, yeah. and I know that there's been certain things I've failed in, but I've always sought that out to say God where, right. and I always find that anywhere it's failed, it's always been through usually. Not following the lead of the Holy Spirit. Plain and simple. It's almost always that. That's good. Always going to be caught following the lead. And so when I follow the lead of the Holy Spirit, God protects me from the world, yeah. but it also protects the church from the world. Mm. So, the church doesn't infiltrate, so the world doesn't infiltrate the church. Mm. And the church right now has all kinds of worldliness in it. Yeah. Even the cr- good Christian churches still have a lot of worldliness in it.
0: Unfortunately, you're right, Pastor.
1: This is why you don't hear, again, of powerful churches. You hear anointed, but not powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you hear leadership churches, but um, not powerful.
1: Yeah, you hear a lot of churches that are driven by different mechanisms, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're driven by different mechanical devices. Mm-hmm. Some are driven to be evangelistic mm-hmm. some are driven by leadership mm-hmm. some are driven by their worship mm-hmm. some are driven by their great preaching abilities mm-hmm. some are gri- driven by you know it, they're all driven and it's i don't mm-hmm. think it's completely wrong because every church has kind of their w- their own little thumbprint their own wheelhouse their own lane so to speak but it still should never ever be a a mm-hmm. a, a thing that Gravitates you or pulls you away Mm -hmm. from the direction of the Holy Spirit, though. And if the Holy Spirit is leading, Mm -hmm. you should see the full work of the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. It shouldn't just be people are getting saved. Mm OK, that's good. Mm-hmm. Or the preaching has been amazing. OK, that's good. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be just about the preaching. Yeah. It shouldn't be just about the programs that you have available for your youth or yes. Bible studies or yes. your school. It, it shouldn't be. It should be always 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 about the work of the Holy Spirit and the word of Jesus. Mm. Those two things. Mm. And I don't care what your wheelhouse is. If your wheelhouse is mostly evangelism, so to speak. Incorporate it. That's okay. Incorporate that and kind of let that be one of your main things. Exactly. But it's still is the hub of everything is the work of the Holy Spirit and the word of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Again, the Holy Spirit is the gift to the church. It's the gift of the church. And that's the one thing that's left out. So a lot of them love the word of Jesus, but they're not crazy about the work of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to
0: comment, need prayer, or want more information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.